Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi guys, welcome to another video on channel Narcon. Thank you for subscribing. You subscribers, um, you're very welcome here. And for anyone that finds this video of any value, can you please consider subscribing to get these channels kind of on top of the YouTube algorithm so people may chance upon them that need to chance upon them. So every everything like liking, sharing, commenting, all that kind of thing helps helps us grow, helps our community grow. So new subscribers, I just wanted to say to you that we do, and I haven't mentioned it in a while, we have what's called a buddy program going here in this in this community. And it's literally, you put a comment in the comment section that you're looking for a buddy. And that's someone that you can correspond with, maybe at some stage talk to, maybe at some stage meet, I don't know. But it's just someone else who has gone through what you're going through, who can either help you in retrospect, maybe they've more healed or less healed, or you can just share your experience and support each other through the healing process. It's proved really good. I've had some really good uh, comments back in the emails, in emails to me saying that it's been a benefit to people and they've made friends through it. So literally the latest email or the, sorry, the latest video you come across, go to the comments section, say it's a buddy request you're posting and give your general location so that your time zones may be compatible, you know, so it's easier to communicate at a convenient times. So let's get into this video, which I'd like to, in which I'd like to explore the time scale of the narcissist's hoover and the kind of when and, and where it, it could possibly happen. So we know predictably that narcissists, although there's variations on the narcissistic personality disorder on how it actually displays itself um, in dif different categories and levels of intelligence that different narcissists would have and different levels of their self-awareness or not. That hoovers and the hoovering process is pretty predictable for all narcissists. It's something that all narcissists do. I would consider it the fourth stage of the narcissistic abuse cycle, which starts, as we all know, with the love bombing, 
uh, quickly goes into the devaluation stage of the target or victim. And the third stage is the discard or when you escape from the narcissist. And the fourth stage is when the narcissist comes back to Hoover or to vacuum human beings back into the cycle of narcissistic abuse. So you get hoovered and then you get love bombed and you get devalued again and on and on it goes until you decide you've had enough and you give yourself closure and give the narcissist the boot, basically. So um, I had a funny instance there recently where a group of young people known to me via family were watching one of the videos. They decided they'd have a look and they picked the hoovering video and I hadn't explained what hoovering was. And then, you know, you get kind of lulled into a false sense of security in this community that everybody must know about narcissists and everybody must know what the hoover is. And here's me doing the video and I keep mentioning the hoover and the hoover will come and they're kind of going scratching their heads. Like, is this person expecting a vacuum? Anyway, I thought it was very funny. I mean, I can imagine how you would find it funny if you didn't weren't aware of the terminology and the big long list of vocabulary that we get in this community in relation to narcissistic abuse. So for anybody that is out there that doesn't know what hoovering is, it's the fourth stage of the narcissistically abusive cycle in relationships where they have ended the relationship. It's, you know, totally finished and gone, but they will come back to suck you back in and start the whole process all over again, the whole relationship or a variation on the relationship all over again. So guys, in my personal experience and in the huge amount of education I also and research I've also done on this personality disorder type, there's a kind of a, you know, an average duration of the narcissist cycle or intimate relationship that they'll have. And of course, there's very, you know, this is just, this is just an average, but they can have long-term relationships and mini relationships. But in general, this is a common denominator that narcissists will often love bomb for a three to nine month cycle unless they have to do it for longer for a particular reason. The devaluation stage will start within that love bombing cycle subtly. But I have found that they can't usually last in an intimate relationship longer than about 18 months to two years before the mask really starts to slip. And it often starts to slip in the devaluation cycle when the target of their abuse is becoming, excuse me, becoming more aware uh, and able to admit to themselves that the relationship is bananas and that some things are just not quite right. And you may also have influences from outside friends and family questioning the narcissist's actions about things. So the mask starts to slip around that stage. Now, of course, we have some people that the narcissist stay in relationships with a hell of a lot longer than that. 
But I'm guessing that even in long-term relationships, the mask had started to slip at that stage and the target or victim had developed a codependency or was very codependent going into the relationship and managed that transitional stage enough for the narcissist to stay with them. They were still giving a certain amount of supply and may have left the narcissist a lot of leeway to live a separate life and just been there to serve the narcissist. Again, comments, guys, if you found that this was the case with you. So I'm going to take that kind of an average uh, cycle, the 18 months to two years, and usually, again, it's come up time and time and time again that the narcissist will usually hoover at about the year stage. Again, not always so. But it's just, it also depends on how much you've contacted the narcissist looking for closure. So if you've stopped, say, maybe you've, you know, emailed the narcissist or messaged them from time to time, but after the six-month stage, after the discard, if if that kind of communication level has wound down or you haven't had any, it usually takes the narcissist about that amount of time to rethink you and reframe you and make the situation with you look more attractive and for them to basically change reality and decide that you might have something more to offer them and the new supplier, wherever they're with, or new supplies, because they can go through a variety of people trying to find somebody as good as you were. They can then go, this is too much hassle. It'd be much easier to go back to Paula, Jim, Johnny, Mary, Jane, or whoever I was with, because, you know, life is a lot rosier there. And they'll reframe that to suit themselves and come back for the Hoover. So I, I am guessing that that is... That's what I'd like to come down on in relation to the average time scale for a hoover. Sometimes narcissists will go for much longer before they hoover. They've been known to hoover after 20 years. You have to look at the variables of what's going on in the narcissist's life once they've left you and what they've left behind in you or what residual, you know, monetary benefits they had being with you? Have they gone on to something better or something worse? Has the next person found them out quicker? Or has the next person's situation changed drastically? Has the next person left them? Um, was the next person a narcissist and, you know, making up what they had to the narcissist and then not being a great supply? So there's a huge amount of variables in relation to the Hoover. But even with those variables, even with those variables, you'll often get the hoover at that early on stage. And guys, the other thing to say about it is we often don't know that we've been hoovered because they, they hoover us by proxy. That's using someone else to find out information about us. And at that stage, they're weighing up their options. They're kind of information gathering to see how you're doing how much you're missing them, how easy would it be to get back with you? And just the general kind of feeling around whether a, a Hoover in person would be successful or how to approach the Hoover. Should they come in kind of with a just a polite, how are you doing? A nice kind of email or text 
or should they offer to help you? Did you do you need help? Or should they contact your friends and family before coming to you and work on them to get to you? So that you know, we, we often think of the Hoover as being the direct email or the direct text to us looking for us back, saying, you know, I love you let's get back together or let's talk. It's not always that simple. Narcissistic people are very cowardly in relation to they want to uphold the mask. So they don't want anyone bashing at their mask or chipping away at it by them exposing themselves to that possibility by directly hoovering you. So you may have gotten a hoover by someone else, a mutual acquaintance of the narcissist gathering information on you and contacting you. Your friends and family may have gotten it. The narcissist may appear at a supermarket you go to, which is 20, 20 kilometers, 20 miles away from where they would normally shop and just happen to see you there and go, oh, oh, well, I was just in the area or whatever. You know, some stupid excuse that is also a Hoover. That's a Hoover in person, but it's an indirect, direct Hoover. Um, so they can use the excuse of being in the area to bump into you, so to speak, to try and bump you off at a later stage, so to speak. Anyway, I jest, but that's the type of Hoover. There's so many different flavors to the Hoover and so many different ways they can go about it. But the main theme is that the purpose of the the re-engagement or the re the reconversation or the recommunication with you, the reconnection with you in some way, even if it's not a direct wire plugging into a wire, even if it's a series of wires around the narcissist plugging into you and then plugging back into the narcissist. Hoover's come in many shapes, sizes, flavors and forms. But we want to get to the time scale. I am guessing that the average time scale is a year down the road. And that can start off, just to reiterate, with not obvious hoovers. And then others of us have blocked the narcissist on so many forums that they have a very small window of opportunity, hopefully none, to get to you. But a lot of, you know, a lot of you may have mutual friends or be in the same type of small town or it's easy for the narcissist to find out stuff about you. They also, if you've totally and utterly blocked them and you live, you know, a distance away, they also are very good at finding out information about you in more subtle ways. Um, and that is what they do when they're trolling the internet and on the dating websites. They're always information gathering. They're always weighing up possibilities they're always doing their mathematical equations of what's the risk factor and what's the gain factor and how can I minimize the risk factor by maybe doing the Hoover by proxy and how can I make the least risk give me the most gain. So they're always weighing things up in their own favor. The other thing I can tell you from experience and knowledge on this diabolical personality disorder is that, at the, that you can tell the time scale of the Hoover to a certain extent or around the time it'll happen 
in relation to the narcissist wanting the Hoover to be successful. So Hoovers are most successful when you are most emotional or sentimental or going to be easier, your your barriers are down to a certain extent. And those occasions are usually birthdays, anniversaries, the holidays or whatever time, event or place was special to you. Whatever will open up your heart to be feeling more sentimental. That's often the the way you can pinpoint the event of the Hoover coming. Now, they don't all do this. It's often and more often hugely dependent on the narcissist's needs. If their needs are really urgent for supplies, you get a Hoover at any time of the year, just whenever the narcissist is at an emergency level depletion of fuel and needs a feed. Then kind of the risk factor goes out the door so much and they can actually take a bit more of a risk, but there'll always be some kind of get out clause that they can use. They'll be kind of contacting you, looking to borrow the comb they lent you, the hairbrush they lent you, you know, five years ago. It'll, there'll be some get out clause that they'll have some some explanation for contacting you. So when you say, why are you contacting me? You know, it's it's been two years or it's, you know, I never thought I would hear from you again. Oh, no, it's nothing personal. It's just that I want to get that thing from you or whatever, whatever they come up with. There'll be a get out clause. So they'll say they, they, they have the ability to come back at you if you're rejecting of them and say, hey, well, don't get your knickers in a twist like it wasn't you I wanted. You know, I, of course, I wouldn't consider going back in a relationship with you. I just wanted, you know, the coal bucket that I left behind at your house. So don't, you know, they're, they will always cover themselves basically so that their mask won't get dented so that they have some kind of plausibility to their Hoover. But it's if they've contacted you after giving you a ferocious discard, after never wanting to see you again, anyone with any integrity or anyone that didn't have a personality disorder would not contact you out of the blue for something minimal. They just wouldn't do that. It's not a healthy thing to do. It's a narcissistic thing to do. So guys, events, they'll contact you. Anytime they feel that you're vulnerable, they'll contact you. Often, unfortunately, the death of a family member, they'll contact you. They'll turn up at funerals. They will turn up uninvited, looking like they're doing a nice thing. And that's why be very careful of the ones that offer to help you or, you know, maybe make your life easier, presenting as the good person again and coming to help you out, to help you with your issues. Remember, we all have issues, but the biggest issue we have is having anything to do with a narcissist. We can then go and heal and look at whatever issues that everybody has, our own personal issues or whatever. But the main issue, the main issue you will ever have is entertaining a Hoover from a narcissist. So I hope that makes sense. Okay, guys, um, I'll have to check out what the next uh, video is on my list, but I'll be making that soon. And 
I've had some really good suggestions in relation to the Hoover series. And one of them is not something I delved into. So I'm going to do a bit of research on it. It's called the reverse Hoover. But I would be familiar with the kind of psychology around it. So the reverse Hoover is getting added to the list on the Hoover series. And again, guys, if you have anything that you can tell our community that will help somebody else in relation to your experience of the Hoover, please leave it in the comments. It'll be very interesting to read. Have a lovely week ahead and I will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.